defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Hello and welcome back to a, another fabulous week. Here. A decent week. It's all right. <laughs> it's a decent. It's I'm, right. I'm speaking ahead because this is we're talking about a week ahead. So I'm assuming I'm going to have a, a fabulous week. Well, yeah. It's the power of positivity and cutting thinking. It's yeah, like, you're going to be on the beach of Costa Rica after making some uh, deals that you know we can't discuss. It's like it's like a memory palace, you know, yeah. something that you create to remember the moments of, uh, you know, you know. After you, after you know, you have to take out a posse of Colombian drug lords. You know, you have to relax. You have to ease the mind. Stop telling them what I do in my spare time. Oh, sorry, my <laughs> No. Hello, well, everybody. Uh, I hope you're all having a wonderful week. This is another wonderful and exciting and uh, and uh, a real a real good, hopefully, episode of uh, of Bird Protocol. My name is Palm Reader. Hey, it's Otis. Today we are talking about a short-lived but quite possibly one of the best TV shows, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, Definitely cracks easy. my top top ten easy. Top, yeah, if, probably the best horror series. Well, I guess horror almost. It's it's a it's it's just, a mixture, but just it's, overall it's up it's, there. But it's uh, like a, a visually, it's a treat. It, the acting is stellar. The story is awesome. It's a reboot yeah. that is uh, better than. In in yeah, it's better than all the source material before it, pretty and, much. Well, better I mean, than no, the books. We'll get into that. We'll talk about that. It's better than the I just I, I guess I was gonna say it was better than most reboots. You usually, if you have a high yeah, if you have a a, a, a high level franchise or or like iconogra- iconogra- ah, someone who is an icon mm-hmm. an iconographical is that iconographical? Would that be how you say? It? Anyway, when you have somebody iconic, when, iconic, yeah, iconic. That's the word. Sorry, you're big for. dumb. Big, you're going um, way too difficult with the words there. Sorry, uh, when you have somebody who's an icon and a cultural icon, such as dun 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 Hannibal Lecter. Surprise! That's what we're talking yeah. about. TV show Hannibal. One. Of it's the- funny how we play it up, but the episodes are always called what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so you're building it up, and the person's like, "Yeah, you're talking about Hannibal. What else? Yeah. What Unless else? we just like came through with a random episode just all about Hannibal Burris, and it's just a deep dive." On Hannibal yeah. Burris, we just talk about <laughs> Hannibal Burris' Hannibal, pickle Hannibal joke Burris. for twenty minutes, Hannibal, and then we talk yeah. about why he's a landlord and why he's an asshole. It's, all he does is just smoke weed and yeah. like watch other comedians and sets fight and cops. Yeah, fight cops. He and Eric Andre do some weird shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are talking about Hannibal, the TV series that is the yes. uh, that is currently on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you're a fan of the macabre, the chilling. If you're a fan of good TV, well-written and beautifully uh, shot. Yeah. Uh, if you like Mads Mikkelsen just being charming as fuck. Police pr- procedural, mystery, horror. Psychological thriller. Thriller. Everything's in here. Dark humor. Supernatural. Comedy. Fucking one of the kids in the halls in it. So yeah, all I was going to bring that. It's, cra- it's crazy. It's There's great. No, but it is honestly as, as Morpheus. Much as There's Morpheus. Dog. Yeah, Morpheus is in it. It's a genre as, as much shit. as as much as we uh, as much as we're, we're going on a rip right here. now. It's a it's a real good show, um, and we're excited to talk about it. Uh, I'll just go through the uh, the quick the quick wiki read. Um, Hannibal is an American psychological horror thriller television series developed by Brian Fuller for NBC. The series is based on characters and 
Oh my God. Sorry. The, the series is based on characters and elements regarding or elements appearing in Thomas Harris's novels, Red Dragon, Hannibal and Hannibal Rising with focus on the relationship between uh, FBI special investigator, mm-hmm. Will Graham played by Hugh Dancy and Dr. Hannibal Lecter played by one of my favorites, Mads Mickelson. I met him. Yes. That'll be a story later. We'll talk about it. Um, uh, forensic psychiatrist destined to become devil. Graham's most cunning enemy. And at the same time, the only person who can understand him. I don't know who wrote that. That kind of gives away a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. And, well, as you notice, as you said, it adopt adapts the three books red dragon hannibal and hannibal rising and you'll probably notice if you've seen the movies that absent from that is silence of the lambs yeah we'll get to that and are we yeah i I mean you can talk about it now yeah well so what happens is that uh studio because there's there's people made like red the story red dragon before in the 80s as movie manhunter which was a michael mann movie pretty decent movie doesn't really hold up kind of really corny 80s movie but good movie for the time has some really cool shit in it should check it out it's a michael mann movie yeah michael mann coked up 80s movie it's fucking awesome so and then after that the movie really didn't perform well at the box office so then the producer didn't care to grab the rights for thomas harris's next book which was the silence of the lambs which then became the academy award-winning silence of the lambs the iconic uh, anthony hopkins took over the role instead of alex cox who was in the first one wait no no uh brian cox sorry my bad uh so brian cox was hannibal lecter in the fur in manhunter and then different studio got the rights to silence of the lambs. And to that day, that studio still maintains the rights to that book and that movie and that character. So essentially in this story, they still kind of slightly do some things. They just don't have the Buffalo bill character, but a lot of the subplots still there. But instead of Clarice, basically her whole storyline is just put into Will Graham. Yeah. For the Hannibal stuff. Yeah. Cause in the, cause the actual movies with, um, yeah. Cause Clarice continues on in the Hannibal with the, the the actual movies with Anthony Hopkins or silence of the lambs, Hannibal and, uh, and red dragon, Mm -hmm. which I think that red dragon, the, the one with Edward Norton and Rafe, Rafe finds, Mm -hmm. Is uh, is actually really good. I do actually enjoy that movie. I yeah. obviously enjoy Silence of the Lambs. I just love Mads Mikkelsen, and I think he does a mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal job. I think that Anthony Hopkins brings to that character a sense of like, um, of like gravitas with like age. Yeah, you know, like he he's this like older man who is smart and well read, but like. And kind of timid looking, but he's like terrifying and cunning. And that's mm-hmm. what makes the scene when he finally bites the guard's face off when he escapes. Yeah. So terrifying. Because he's not in that mm-hmm. movie that much. No. He's not in any of the movies that much. He plays as his kind of secondary No, it actually character. has the record for having, being the only actor to win a lead role uh, acting award despite having less than 16 minutes of screen time yeah or 15 now he kills it don't get me wrong he kills it and and it's very very much to the it's very much the top i don't want to say topical but it's very much um it very much relates to the way those those films were made and the story the way that, that they had to tell the story yeah like i think hannibal lecter in the films is is uh complex but we don't know the complexity Mm -hmm. it's more of this like kind of um shock 
whereas I, I feel like Mads Mikkelsen, because it's over a television, yeah. which is long form narrative, yeah. you have more chance to explore the nuances of his character. Yeah. And I just I and I just love the way that they portray him as more of like um a cunning yeah. predator. Well that's instead the thing, of Timothy, even, he's like he's like sharp dressed and like Yeah. Well even Brian Fuller and, said if Hannibal wasn't such a famous, well known character in pop culture, if you watch the show, you would not see it coming that holy shit, he's the Chesapeake Ripper. He is a psychotic murderer and he's convincing people to convince murders. Well it's like because I mean, he's such but since everyone knows who Hannibal Lecter is when you watch the show, you think yeah, it's that, like, that comes oh. into the, the iconic part of it, that it's in our, our cultural memory so that when we, you were watching it, like I, even the first time that I watched it, although not so much the first time I just finished rewatching all of it. I think you did too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this time that I rewatched it, I think it's the third time or something. I started catching onto the clues that were hidden throughout the series in the cooking scenes and in the, yeah. uh, in the therapy scenes and stuff like that, that I probably missed the first time around. And if you didn't know, you're right. You may not have got it until yeah. it was too late the way that the story is framed and the way that it's told. Um, but yeah, I think that everybody that's on this show is throwing a hundred percent. And, uh, I, there's yeah. very little act, as far as actors that I, I, uh, I have an issue with, I'm going to go through, um, some of the characters, uh, I'm just going to go through this stuff so before we, got we get Hugh into Hugh Dancy it. as uh, Will Graham. Will Graham, Mads Mikkelsen as uh, Hannibal, Lecter. Hannibal. Um, Caroline Davernas, I believe she plays Abigail, no, Abigail she plays, Hobbs um, or, not Abigail Hobbs. Or, uh, Dr. Bloom. Yeah, Elena Bloom, that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, uh, Hetian Park. Uh, I believe she plays um, Lawrence Fishburne as Jack Crawford. Oh, Beverly Katz. That's um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Scott Thompson, uh, Aaron Abrams, Jillian Anderson is in this. Yeah, uh, Lo- love a good Jillian yep. Anderson. She's still yeah, so beautiful. Uh, still so hot. beautiful she's got some big old titties in the episode and she shows there's a couple episodes there's, like the last episode when they got the after credits scene. yeah she's got big she's, she's showing them she's she's, she's wait she's she, and she, she looks she good fuck. she looks good she should show them she looks she good she fuck. got it flaunting well, girl there's something about her that didn't look good but we'll talk about that but yeah 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 <laughs> but i mean still um uh, the, a bunch of other people. Eddie Izzard as Eddie a Izzard recurring character it. who's fucking fantastic in it. He's he uh, fucking is amazing. Uh, a lot of oh Raúl Esparza yeah. as Frederick Chilton. A lot of great um just like guest appearances and episodes because some episodes are sort of like a like a crime of the week episode. Yeah. And then some episodes, you know, it, it sort of goes back and forth between longer storylines and sort of episodes of just like yeah, it's, more it, contained it has, stuff. It's, 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 so it's, there's episodes where like a, there's a serial killer and it's fucking, what's his, um, like Molly Ringwald. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Or Molly Shannon. Sorry. Yeah. I was it's like, like Molly wait, Ringwald, what? Mm. But then there's other episodes where it's I'm like. i everyone's name mo- up. Yeah, it's all good. Then there's other episodes where, don't worry, I, I, my mind is being scrambled this week too. Um, yeah, there's other, and then there's other episodes that deal solely with, uh, the actual narrative, like the overarching yeah. story and, and stuff. And the relationship between I wanted to Graham say a couple Lecter. other great people that were in this. Um, Michael Pitt, uh, yeah. and Joe, oh, and yeah. Joe Anderson play Mason Verger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Catherine Isabel plays Margot Verger. Uh, though they're all great. Um, 
And Richard Armitage plays Francis Dollarhide in the second yeah. half of the third season. Mm-hmm. He is called the Tooth Fairy, also known as the Great Red, the Dragon. Great Red Dragon. I have a loadout in Call of Duty that's the fire shotgun called the Great Red Dragon. Sorry, that's, I just, I love it. It's that's good. a sweet reference. It is. I named it after finishing this, this show. I was like, damn, that's nice. sick. It shoots my shotgun, shoots fire. It's red. Yeah. I'm a great, I'm the great red dragon. I'm tooth fairy. I'm come put mirrors in your eyes so you can see me obliterate your KD brother. Sorry. <laughs> I named a cat after a fictional serial killer, so that's tight. Um, you got a gun class, I got a cat. We're all good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh oh yeah, your cat. He Matt does have a new cat named Hannibal. Yeah. This little Hannibal. Little 12-week-old, just rambunctious little monster. Be yep. eating people in no time. The other, nice, the other night, the cat looked at him and asked for some uh, fava beans and a nice candy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the TV show, it's, there's, so they only made three seasons. Um, it was canceled. It started in uh, on April 2013 and it ended in August of 2015. On the original network was NBC. They only made three uh, seasons. Um, it was all, did you know, most of it was shot in Toronto mm-hmm. and in Ontario. Uh, yep. Although in third season, Florence, Italy, and there were a couple other places that they shot. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it was shot a lot in Canada. In fact, the one episode in season two, I believe, where the the guy that they are hunting is wears all the uh, prehistoric bones. Oh yeah. That's in the ROM. Oh, nice. When they walk, when he walked in, I was like, that's the goddamn ROM. That's the goddamn Royal Ontario Museum. I forget who it is, but I know a guy that knew the guy that played, you know, the one episode where's the guy that's killing people and like posing them. And he does the thing where he cuts their backs open and like exposes their like, the wings. Back. Yeah. That's in the first season. Yeah. Uh, somebody I know knows the guy that played that guy. And he was like, yeah, I had to do like five hours of makeup and then just sit there kneeling for like 10 hours. It sucked. I was like, yeah, (laughs) the fuck do you think? Welcome to the industry, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We got a great acting job for you. You're going to play zombie number two. So we're going to load you up in a bunch of prosthetics. So it looks like your lungs are cut out into shape of angel wings. And basically you're just going to pose there on your knees for the whole fucking day, it's going to suck. You're going to hate it. And you can't move. You can't even piss. Your dick is taped inside. Here's $300. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully they pay Half that goes to SAG or yeah. ACTA or, or yeah, whatever, whatever the acting. Whatever acronyms you got up there. Yeah. You fucking whatever, whatever acronyms have your back. You damn communists and your damn guilds. I'm just kidding. Yeah, guilds sorry. are sick. Yeah. Um, so, and now it's on Netflix, as I said before, you can find it on Canadian Netflix and, and I believe Netflix acquired the rights to it for all of it. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. It was originally produced by NBC. So yes, you heard me. That's right. NBC. So this was on, did you say it? Oh, okay, well, whatever, well, NBC, NBC. Let's, let's try So that's the thing, network television. So on network television, you can't really show much. Um, somehow this show, what this show manages to get away with. So that means like no court cursing, almost like no, you're not really allowed. You can a curse. Lot of it gore. was considered a late night TV show. So you could, they could curse. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. You want to know what was the lead in show for the show? Most of it's fucking, uh, parks and recreation 
Imagine you're watching Parks and Recreation. Who did that? Who and you're made like, that yeah, let's watch, let's make some cool bacon jokes. Yeah, bacon jokes. Aziz on series got some good bacon jokes. Hey, and Nick Offerman's got some good bacon jokes. And now here's a dude's body who's just been mutilated in ways you've never imagined. Yeah, here's, here's and it a, looks beautiful, and that's the first scene. Here's here's a here's a woman stabbed over a pair of antlers yeah. naked, covered in butterflies. Yeah, it's like, like wow, shit gets wild at 10 o'clock on NBC. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was going to talk about how absolutely insanely violent. Yeah. This, this, the thing about this show like, is the that thing is this show like does like crazier shit than a show like Dexter does. And Dexter was on Showtime. And that's premium cable. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they could they just went, show a dude's went, dick for 10 minutes they if went they wanted to. wild with this. And, but the thing is that it's also so beautifully shot. Like, oh, it's fantastic. Even the scenes of like in, yeah. insane violence is like, the way that yeah. they 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 either cut the cut and edit the sh- the scene together or the actual shots themselves in some instances mm-hmm. are just it's it's beautiful and it's shot the 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 coloring and mm-hmm. everything that they do with it is like color correction and stuff is amazing but uh, it some of the things that are in the show i still can't believe it was on tv yeah just uh like Here's a shot of ten corpses with mushrooms growing out of their abdomens. Yeah, and, and like a bunch of bodies open together to make a giant eyeball. A lot of medical gore. So much yeah. medical gore. If you are queasy, one, to one girl gets one girl gets doesn't uh, one a bird one point, flies out of somebody's chest at one at point. At one point, doesn't the, the there's a dude who gets his arm cut off. Yeah, and then at another point, there's a lot there's of limbs like, that get cut there's off. There's a girl that gets cut up and split between uh, like tiny plexiglass mm-hmm. frames. People get their faces eaten off, cut off, blown Mason off. Mason Verger wears a guy's face that he cut off on his own face. Yeah, and he cuts off his own face off and eats his own face. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a wild scene. This this show really, uh, I mean, it's firing on all cylinders yeah. insofar as the watching it and going, what the fuck, most of the yeah. time. And it's it's a beautiful one. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? But you're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck, man? It is, uh, it is violent, beautiful, incredibly mm-hmm. well-written. Uh, I sing the praises of the show, and yeah. I'm so glad that Netflix owns it because please, please, we want a season four. Figure out a way to get bring them, bring them back, and and tell us what happens yeah. next, and do the Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, if they can get that, because they have to pay MGM a fuckload of money, probably then make that. up their own ending. I just want to uh, know what happens because they yeah. obviously are still there with the after credit scenes. Mm-hmm. It teases that they're still around, even yeah. though they jumped off the thing. So I guess are they going to be gay lovers in the maybe next I don't know I guess so we should go through the plots of the seasons I I think this one will do a little bit differently because we're covering three seasons yeah. of a TV show and so and but it also sort of corresponds to the source material so if you know the movies then you can core sort of understand so the first season is basically all original stuff that's based on very small details from Red Dragon. Because Will Graham, the whole case of the, uh, what's the first serial killer's name? Uh, Like Abigail Hobbs' dad? I forget what the name they give him. But anyway, so 
Garrett Jacob Hobbs, which is his actual name. I forget what they the we'll name they give him, but he kills young girls. And so that case is talked about in Red Dragon. Like that backstory of Will Graham is talked oh, about. Oh, the Minnesota in, Shrike. The Minnesota Shrike. So that story is mentioned and talked about in the book. But basically, this the first season of the show takes that whole backstory and just completely expands it and makes it something... Like and it sets it's up, more detailed it sets, than anything like, in the book. Th- this is an adaptation, so it's not yeah. uh, going into it. If you're going to watch it, and you're a fan of of Silence of the Lambs and Silent or and um, Red Dragon, uh, Manhun- Hannibal, Hannibal, Red Dragon, or you're a fan of Manhunter, or you're a fan of whatever. If you're a fan of all of the stuff before this, does yeah. elaborate on it, and ch- and although it does follow in many ways the literature closer than the movies did mm-hmm. it still calls upon stuff from that but it builds its own the first season is really about so will graham is uh they don't really explain exactly what he is but i would assume he's he's autistic uh, yes yeah he's definitely on the spectrum and at one point he's they even talk about it but they can't particularly label him because he refuses to get tested yeah and so what he has is he has this ability to inhabit um he he is he's He's an extreme empath yeah he's an extreme empath and he's an incredibly intelligent his brain works in ways that that many people don't and he can look at a crime scene and inhabit the mind of and the profile of the killer yeah and so that um and so that leads him down this path of of uh being incredibly vulnerable and it, and it, it's, they kind of infer that he had done the work before, but wasn't able to be in the field because it damaged him. Mm-hmm. But Jack Crawford, Lawrence Fishburne's character brings him out of retirement to, uh, work the case on the Minnesota Shrike, mm-hmm. um, because of his abilities to do it. And, uh, I think the first episode, Oh yeah. The first episode is the Minnesota Shrike. That's the one where he goes into yeah. the, um, yeah, and then throughout the first season, he builds this uh, relationship with Hannibal Lecter as Hannibal Lecter is working in with him as a psychologist, but also as like just a professional opinion. He's somebody that's very well. Well, in this, it's in the second the season. He comes on as more of like a professional capacity. But yeah, it's but weird, like it's he's a, sort of he's not directly working, but he's like working. Yeah, and like he knows everyone knows who Hannibal Lecter is, and they know and people respect his opinion, and they do seek it out in many. So cases. Hannibal Lecter is a psychologist um, and a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, sorry, not psychologist. Um, but he is portrayed in the TV show as being this uh, very worldly, very intelligent um, former surgeon uh, who has turned into who's has turned to psychiatry. Who is an incredible chef, an incredible lover, incredibly charming. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he is probably the most evil person in the entire world who yes. delights in nothing more than snipe snubbing out people from this world who make him feel bad or make yeah. him or make him think that they think ill of him I and believe, he manipulates everybody he I eats people he's the, a cannibal Hannibal the cannibal his uh the people he picks are people that he deems rude. Yeah, rude. That's what they say, rude. And anybody who who rubs him the wrong way yeah. or is rude to him, they're gone. Like he and murders he, a guy because he's in an orchestra and he's playing the violin. Like he doesn't like the way he plays the violin, so he kills him. Or was that a different guy? No, I think it was. In, I think the guy who killed him wasn't him, 
And then remember, he goes to see him in the oh, story. Oh, he tried, the, they yeah, tried yeah, to do yeah, it yeah. to impress to Hannibal. To impress him, yeah. Or something like that. Um, yeah. But he... Um, uh, but he... Also, the thing that's really insane that you learn as the show goes on is that uh, the meals that he's feeding people at his house, he has these lavish dinner parties, and all of it is people that he's killed. Mm -hmm. Uh, He cooks for his... He feeds often to law enforcement types, Jack Crawford, to Will Graham, to other psychologists and psychiatrists and people who are academics. Uh, He feeds them people who they often know or or people who um, he saves people who who he thinks are t- more trophy food for people that, that matter to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's just absolutely barbaric and evil, intelligent. He's a predator. And this whole show kind of revolves around him and Will and how Will is trying yeah. to outsmart him and how he is trying to influence and, yeah. and control Will. Well... But they're friends. Yeah. But then they might also be in love but with each then other. Will has his breaking point, which is at the end or like three thirds of the way through the first season of when he kills the Minnesota Shrike. And yes, or when does he kill like halfway through the first season? No, he kills him pretty early in. But then, right. but then, but then he, that's like when he starts deteriorating. And then Hannibal starts manipulating, and and then by the end of the first poisoning season, poisoning him and shit. Hannibal has basically framed Will Graham as the Chesapeake Ripper, which is Hannibal Lecter. Uh-huh. And that's how the first season ends. And then the second season sort of picks up with that, with uh, with Will eventually trying to prove his that innocence. he's not that he's not. Yeah. And then you're questioning whether yeah. or not he. He's sane anymore, whether he can do it, mm-hmm. whether he's still under the control of Hannibal. Yeah. But he his goal is now to destroy Hannibal yeah. and to kill Hannibal. And it ultimately ends with Hannibal being found out, but he has played a long game yeah. and sets everybody up. There's a great fight scene mm-hmm. with Jack Crawford and Hannibal. Because and even Jack other Crawford serial is, killers get involved. Yeah, in and Jack too, Crawford the, is... Eddie Izzard's character. Yeah, that's, I mean... The, I don't want to go through the whole minutia of yeah. it all, but like that's, that's the main point yeah. is Hannibal is extending his at that start of season two. He's working mm-hmm. with Jack Crawford. <laughs> he's taking over Will's spot. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Will comes back, yeah. begins working with Jack Crawford again because he's such an uh, in, yeah. indispensable skill set. He has that they're working together, but then other killers are working with them. They're all yeah. doing it together and you don't really know whether Will's good or not. Yeah. Eddie Izzard, there's a guy inside a horse or a girl inside a yeah. horse at one point. It's very... Yeah, and then like second season, first half, second season, them's like, we know Hannibal's a serial killer. We just don't know how to sort of prove it really. And then... No, that's the second half. First half is like him is where he's in jail, remember? Oh well, yeah, I guess that's what yeah. you're saying. Sorry. But then the second half of the second season is then all the Hannibal stuff from the Hannibal book and the Hannibal movie. So that's introducing Mason Verger and his sister, which her sis- the sister's not in the movie. It was written out of the movie. But in the book, even, the- even this show goes more detailed than the novel does. Um, it's because in the novel, it never really shows the lead up in the novel. Mason Verger is when the when Hannibal, the novel starts, Mason Verger is already deformed. Oh, so this, yeah. And then they add, there's a, but but you know that Hannibal was the reason why he's fucked up. And then that's why he wants to kill him. So basically Hannibal, the book starts right at the beginning of season three. 
Yeah, but, so, but they add a bunch of stuff so in. So this and all they adds use, it, and then Mason becomes the most fucked up person in and the and they, series. And they use, they use that to kind of be the wrench that gets thrown yeah. in the plans of Hannibal. And and these the characters uh, begin to find out it ends with the fight with Jack Crawford, and then Hannibal, he stabs Will. Uh, he says he forgives mm-hmm. Will for trying to betray him, but he has to betray yeah. Will, so he kills Abigail. Oh. Hobbs, who he's been yeah. kick, keeping. That's another character. Ab- Abigail Hobbs is the daughter of, of the Minnesota Shrike who is kind of mentored by Will and by Hannibal yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Hannibal does mushrooms with her in one scene. Yeah. It's uh, it's a very, very, very wild TV Will show. takes her fly fishing. So, you know, who's, who would you rather hang out with? Would you rather go fly fishing or go do shrooms with a fucking wild dude? So. I don't know. But then eventually <laughs> he... I well, because I'm thinking like... Yeah, you get to do shrooms with a wild dude, and you know that's great. You might wake like, up with a. But then at the end, thing. he stabs her in the neck, and she yeah. dies. Uh, and then he also stabs uh, Jack Crawford. And then season three starts, which is one thing I was going to say about season three that I really do like is that season three starts, and for one whole episode, they don't tell you who lived and who died. They just yeah. go to Hannibal being in Florence, Italy, mm-hmm. doing his yeah. his rah rah dance oh. with Gillian yeah. Anderson, just being. Being suave and sexy and dangerous. Yeah, it's cool. There was one more thing I really liked in season two, which is a deep cut for people that like the series. But the character Freddie Lowndes in this series, it's not a man, it's a woman. And instead of being like a, like a, old school journalist that's she's now like a social media like web oh, blogger yeah, yeah, person. That's great. so that's they updated great. that because in the movie red dragon it's a uh, philip seymour hoffman that plays rest in power fucking greatest actor of all time i'll fight you if you think otherwise um so but in season two at one point Throughout the whole s- series, this is some a recurring thing of where the FBI uses f- like the news and stuff to manipulate the serial killers because most of them are all huge narcissists and have huge egos. So if you talk about them in the news and it, they specific they do stuff specifically incorrect to upset the killers and draw them out. Yeah. They like, so they, they do they that run their mouth. They'll be like, Oh yeah, this dude thinks that he's so good, mm-hmm. but he's really not like he's, it, it's kind of like taking sub, it's yeah. like subtweeting, but yeah. through the new, through the news. So in the second season, there's a scene where a body is on a wheelchair set on fire. And then it's Freddie Lowndes, which if you recognize that you'd realize that's what happens to Freddie Lowndes in red dragon, the novel and the movie. But then it turns out that it was a fake out and the FBI planned that she's actually alive. But then later on in the third third season season, when they actually do the red dragon storyline, they redo that scene again. And they have Chilton. It's Chilton. Yeah. And that's sick. There's, there's I, like, lo- I love that because I was watching it again. I was like, oh, that's the scene from Red Dragon. I was like, what are they going to do in Red Dragon? Like, they got to do it again. But yeah. they still did the Freddie Lowndes thing of drawing him out. But instead of him killing her. Also, this TV show has a lot of people who die and then come back because Chilton gets shot in the face. Yeah. In season two. Yeah. And then he's back. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people like Will also, dies like six times. He's how is dead. this FBI department still funded? How the fuck does this? I was thinking, watching it. How is this fucking department funded? It's like, so you're saying you guys are actively working with a serial killer. You guys all know he's a serial killer, and you still are getting him to help you. You like also people, have now killed a journalist. Yeah. You've had multiple doctors murdered. Yeah, you've had 
multiple <laughs> members of your own team die. What the fuck is wrong with you? How does Wild. Lawrence Fishburne still have a job? Well, that's actually Any, the plot and, line. Anyway, and then season three is uh, was very is Florence, Italy, <laughs> and then the second half of it is Red Dragon. Uh, the Red Dragon, but with its own ending added on. But yeah. I did appreciate the the Francis Dollarhide storyline. Uh, Richard Armitage is really good. Yeah, the, really that whole good. thing is really really great. Mm-hmm. Um, All the villains are really good. Uh, and, uh, and yeah. And then the ending raises questions about, about the, about the nature of the relationship between Will and Hannibal. Are they, were they in love the whole time? Or, oh yes. I mean, yeah, I think that they were. Cause, think, cause, like, cause Hannibal early on. Physically in love. Well, but they, I don't, her, I don't think early, they would have gay early, sex. Maybe early maybe on, but early on they said, Hannibal says in the first season when he's doing the interview with, uh, Jillian Anderson, who's his psychiatrist uh-huh. which is insane and there's a whole backstory there he says you know like i have the for the first time in a long time i have something that i never had before and she says oh what is it and he says a friend and i think that he genuinely has this like respect and love and understanding of will who is also i think mm-hmm. equally as fucked up as hannibal lecter yeah. like they're both they're both like they're both so beyond yeah. regular thinking that I think that they were meant for one another. And that's kind of what it was leading to. And I would love to see, you know, fast forward five years and then tell the story of what happened when they ran away together and what's the, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. I would love to have it. And a lot of, there's a lot of really weird uh, points in this, especially in the first season where he's having hallucinations. Cause mm-hmm. uh, Hannibal's, um drugging him and he has all these hallucinations that are like gnarly there's a lot of like really cool weird like gothic and abstract like moments in the show where it'll just like cut to a man who's supposed to be uh from what the subreddit says they call them the wendigos uh which um is a canadian cryptid uh shout out canadian cryptids although i would never want to meet one because that's someone who eats their well, I guess it goes with Minnesota too, eh? I guess the Minnesota people got the same ghost as the Canadians, right? You know, I <laughs> no, was, down, I think I they was call, just I driving. Think, I think they call them that. I don't know why, but he's an all-black version of themselves with he's the He's got antlers. giant antlers and he's yeah. coming at me. And I'm like, why is this guy coming through my wall? It's 3 a.m., buddy. I'm trying to sleep. I got to go to the mall and tomorrow. Of, do and some lots Christmas of weird, shopping. weird flashbacks and like cool. Th- anyway, the, the TV show is... Uh, is uh, and so it goes through the story of, of Florence, Italy, which is the story of Hannibal, uh, Mason Verger trying to get Hannibal um, and Hannibal and Florence. They do yeah. do the scene where Because Mason Verger's rich as fuck. His money uh, like, comes it's from just, a piece of pig, yeah. pig farming empire. Which, and another thing which isn't really touched on in this series, I think it's probably slightly hinted, well, hinted at, but not. I don't think it's explicitly said, but Mason Verger is a pedophile as well. Um, yeah, there's that scene where he's talking to the kid in the in the horse thing, and he gives the kid candy. Oh right, and he okay. says, "Why don't you come with me?" And then okay. the kid's mom's like, "Hey." Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember because in in the like he's a big time pedophile in the movie and in the book. In the movie, he's played by fucking Gary Oldman, and it's really good because yeah, really Gary good. Oldman and makeup, uh, you know, Gary Oldman. The, the Hannibal movie, they replaced Jodie Foster with. Um, yeah, because they also they couldn't get. Jonathan Demi back. They couldn't get Jodie Foster back, so they couldn't get the same writers back as Silence of the Lambs. And then Hannibal was basically just a cash in on the success. They, and I mean, it's just still like, there's still moments of cool yeah. stuff in there, but it's not. No, yeah, there but is. then Red Dragon I thought was like a, a good save. Like I think Red Dragon was really 
well put together. Yeah, no, and well, they're all good movies. They're none of the only one that's straight up terrible is Hannibal Rising. Oh yeah, we're not talking. Hannibal about Rising is not a good movie. It's not a good book. And the parts that of Hannibal Rising that are in the show are is that source material is done better in the show than they've done. Yeah, in the so book. that's a part of the first half of the season. They kind or, of cut the third season where they kind of cut between Florence. Yeah, and then and, they cut between Will and Jack, who are all trying to figure out a way to get to Hannibal and and do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then and you season, learn about Hannibal's uh, stepsister, half sister, yeah, half sister, sort of and then the, the his family, and and his, then the uh, the the fight scene, the the uh, rematch. Again, of Jack Crawford and Hannibal, where Jack Crawford just beats the ever-living shit out of him. Oh, is that when he throws him out the window? Yeah. Dude, that's such a hard scene when Jack Crawford just shows up. Because Hannibal literally just shows a, throws a dude out the window, hanging him, cuts his entrails out. So (laughs) all his He just slices his belly so that the momentum makes his... That's so hard to... He explains it to the guy. He's like, when I push you out, this slice in your belly, the momentum... The, the rope around your neck will kill you instantly and the momentum will pull all of yeah. your insides out to the so ground. So that happens. So you just walk up Wild. to this beautiful Italian, like Florence, Italy building and there's a hanging body. His entrails on the ground and Hannibal's just in the window and then Jack Crawford just shows up like, hey. And then he goes up just beats <laughs> the shit out no, of him. No, he looks up at him like, your ass is mine. <laughs> and, then he go, and then he beats the shit out of him and then throws him out of the window and Hannibal only survives because he's able to slightly hang on to the hanging body and then he breaks his fall and then it's also an interesting it's also very interesting i don't know if it's in the novel uh because i think i've only read the silence of the lamb and the red dragon novels but in the novels have you read the hannibal one you just happen to know I, i i haven't actually read the only one i've actually read is red dragon so I want to know if that, if, because the way it must be in the TV show, the way that they put set it up so that Hannibal winds up, they get, wind up getting caught and going to Mason Vergers and then Mason wants to kill them, yeah. but then blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to spoil all that stuff anyway. Um, but then Hannibal saves him and then saves Will takes him to his house and asks him to run away with him pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Will says, no. And then Hannibal gives himself up so that Will always knows where he is. Like, there's no way these dudes aren't in love with one another. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the novel, it's Clarice, not Hannibal. But Yeah, I guess so, that's true. I yeah. guess that's true. But, he, but, but the, you, I mean, not Will, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Sorry, I was it, like, not Hannibal, yeah. But anyway, Clarice, I guess it is, I guess it is just for the, for the, um, for the show, but he gives himself up to be there. And that's what eventually leads to them reconnecting yeah. over Francis Dollarhide, and then the breakout and then the great finale on the roof and the hugging and falling and all that stuff. Anyway. So mm-hmm. pretty much the main characters that you need to know about Jack Crawford, um, Elena Bloom, Hannibal Lecter, uh, Will Graham yeah. and, uh, Mason Verger. Yeah. And what's the name of, of, uh, Gillian Anderson, Scully's... Uh, De Maurier, Dr. De Maurier. Yeah, Something Dr. De Maurier. I forget what her first name is, but... Uh, Bedelia, Bedelia De Maurier. Yeah. She's weird. She's basically like a fucking Twin Peaks character. Nothing she really says makes sense. Uh, I think it's heavily inf- inferred that she's just absolutely constantly terrified of Hannibal Lecter, and she yeah. knows that if she stops giving into his whims that... 
he will kill her. But then by the time he gets to season three, you, you're like, you're do like, they love each she other? Like more psychotic than Hannibal. And she's yeah. been like manipulating him. Well, that's another question that's asked. And also like, they're definitely living together and sleeping together yeah. while they're in Italy. So it's like, I don't know. There's well, so he much. He had her drugged though. At that point, I think Hannibal had her drugged at that point. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just, there's so much weird psychology, uh, huge, yeah. huge trigger warning. If you don't, people love serial killers, huge violence trigger warning. Cause there's a lot of really like intense violence, a huge trigger warning for people who like, don't like to see stuff about like manipulation, abuse, psychology, psychological. This damage. whole show is about manipulation yeah, and whole, people manipulating each other back and forth. That's the whole, and like, that's the whole show. Mental health issues and people gaslighting The whole show each other. is based on a very unhealthy relationship. It's the most unhealthy relationship. One of the guys is a serial killer and the other guy could he's be kind, the greatest kind of, serial he's killer. He's kind of a serial killer. If Will Graham put his se- heart into it, he would be the greatest serial killer of all time. Well, because he could be any serial killer because he can... Inha- he could literally do... He could frame... He could He could do whatever he wanted. He could be the most fascinating man Instead, he just time. has a bunch of dogs. Yeah, instead he just likes having... Rescuing dogs. And hugging Hannibal. Yeah. And forgiving Hannibal a lot. Mm-hmm. But then not forgiving him secretly and seething with anger. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen the TV shows and you want to have a good laugh... Uh, I would actually recommend, this is a very strange recommendation, but there is on YouTube, there's the gag reels for the three seasons from the DVD sets. And uh, it's actually kind of funny to watch because they're all smiling and having fun. Uh, and so like, if you watch the show, it's like, it's so intense all the time. I mean, there's moments of, it's such a brooding show and there's like some moments of levity and stuff like that. And And yeah, like the banter between the, uh, the forensic guys. So it's got Scott Thompson, Thompson, the other guy, and then the, the girl who gets killed off, unfortunately, but the three forensic people are fucking hilarious and provide a very odd seasons. The third season, it gets but by the second half of the second season, it's not so funny anymore. It just keeps yeah. After up. yeah, at, once it gets to third season <laughs> it just, and it gets really I dark, say, I would say second half. As soon as Mason yeah. Verger comes in, yeah, after, shit gets fucking yeah. done. That shit's done. But as the as the season as the show goes on, the levity kind of gets pulled away a little bit. Um, but at the first for the first season and, and a half, I'd say it's there's still moments of it. But it is a very brooding show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh yeah it is uh also watch would, it if you're gonna watch the show you have to have a good sound system oh yeah because uh all the dialogue and all the monologue is all very quiet and then all of like the expository sound and it's all really the outside all the score is all very loud and it fucks and it fucks you up like it's, well, they purposely did yeah. that. Like they purposely made it so that they're talking quietly, and then all of a sudden, there's that weird, like you know, I don't know what you would call it, a jazz chord on a violin, like yeah. like some weird sound that comes yeah. out of nowhere, and you're like, and then oh it, my god! But it creates a th- it creates a very disorienting feeling, and then you also it makes you wonder, like, ha- are half these conversations happening, especially in like the first season in a bit yeah, when yeah, Will Graham's yeah, yeah, yeah. mind is in shambles Even and you're like, you don't know what's hallucinatory, what's real. Yeah. And like second season when he's in jail and he's yeah. talking to all the people 
And then he finds out one of the dudes that works there is a serial killer. And you're like, is this real? Yeah. Is this a dream? Like, <laughs> it's like, what? Is this actually happening? Like, and then he's just like, I'm going to just convince this random guy to go kill this other guy. And which it's like, is what? Which shows how actually insane Will is. Yeah. Like he, he's sane, but the he's amount like, of serial killers that they sick on each other is fucked up. <laughs> I want, I should actually go back and count. It's like, so Will's counts probably like three Hannibal is probably at like four or five. Like, but then Hannibal's also like sending emails to people. And just then like also telling says, Will that people are coming to kill him all the time. But he and says, like, but he also it's says, a game to him. Yeah. He also says in the episode where the guy dresses in the bone outfit and he kills people, oh, yeah. he says to that guy, you were one of my greatest successes. So you begin to realize, oh, Hannibal's been doing this with a bunch of people for a long time. And he's trying to create, uh, he's trying to generate people yeah. killers that he can control and that he can have within his reach and that that's part of his therapy is to like not not to make people better in the sense that you think of like medically like managing their mental health issues and managing themselves he's literally like gaslighting them into being like competent killers that run yeah. Uh, that run under yeah. under his watch yeah you talk about some guys on fucking tinder being manipulative <laughs> boy <laughs> Don't swipe right on this guy. Yeah, no. Or also, I was very curious. What is the cost of a Hannibal Lecter session? <laughs> like, how much does his like a session with him cost? I think it's assumed that it's expensive because of this. In the first season, you see some people who yeah. are expensive, and and Margot and, Verger is one of them, and she's really well off. Yeah. And but everybody I, is all very yeah. They're all upper class people. But I'm pretty sure he says that he's doing Will as a favor to the FBI, mm-hmm. and Will doesn't have to pay. And then they become friends, and he just expects Will to come, even yeah. when Will like even after Will gets out of jail for being framed for being. Uh, the Chesapeake Ripper, he still goes to Hannibal's sessions yeah. and and befriends him and talks yeah. to him about his problems. And they both know that they're both trying to kill one another. It's yeah. the most insane thing. It's like... <laughs> yeah. my The thing I love about the show is in uh, season two, when Mason Verger starts seeing Hannibal Lecter and then Hannibal realizes like this guy's such a big piece of shit immediately and then Hannibal Lecter can't even give him like the decency of killing Mason like because he's so much of a piece of shit that like he's like fuck it I'm not gonna even like kill this guy and like give him the fucking adoration of like being an art piece of mine so he just fucks with him makes him Snaps his neck so he'll never walk in and makes him eat his own face. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I forgot about the eating his own face. When he comes in and he's feeding his face to the yeah. dogs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yo, again, this TV show does or one, horror uh, intention, body horror, a lot of body horror and, like, graphic or medical Or Francis Dollar, or not, yeah, when Francis Dollar bites off Chilton's lips. I watched that scene like three yeah. times. I was like, what part of his face did he... I knew he bit off his face, but I was like, what part his did he lips. bite up? His lips. And then they send his lips to Hannibal, and then Bloom feeds the lips to Hannibal. It sound, it's incredible. There's a lot. There's so much fucked up shit. I'm, if, if you've never seen the show, I'm pretty sure we've probably just ruined everything about yeah, the show well, for I you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... If you, I mean, people who love true crime stuff, the, the murder's yeah. already happened, dog. So, yeah. like... <laughs> and, and, you got, and you got to watch it though it is a yeah. beautiful tv show it's yeah. shot beautifully 
it's a Brian Fuller show, and if you don't know, his fucking Brian Fuller is just so good. Let's go through some uh, of the Brian so Fuller pushing daisies. Yep, pushing uh, daisies. Dead like me, it, or yeah, uh, Hannibal dead pushing like daisies. Dead like me, Wonderfalls, Star Trek, and he worked on American Gods too. Yes. Oh yes, American Gods was his other show, and uh, yeah, all his stuff like. All of his shows are all critically acclaimed shows. They're all groundbreaking shows. And they're all shows that don't last long because they're too out there. The concepts are... I think his longest running show is probably Dead Like Me. But even that only got like three or four seasons. Four seasons maybe. Pushing Daisies only had two seasons. Pushing Daisies was sick though. Yeah. That was the one where the chick could like bring anything back to life, right? And then Dead Like Me was when somebody was dead. And all this stuff's very macabre, like macabre. Or but this macabre. one, this this show, this show was pushing it. I don't yeah. know how it was. Yeah, I don't know how. If this was on HBO, it'd be like, oh yeah, fair game. But somehow this show, like, it was on NBC. It was on NBC, so it just didn't have any cussing or any blatant nudity. But it basically had anything else. Oh, uh, there's Shh. some scenes with some mad nudity. No, but like. Excuse me, I burped. No, but you don't see any cock balls. Oh, no, yeah, you don't all see the, that. You all the HBO stuff, all the goodies. You know, It's not like an episode of Oz where, you know, you see a fucking prison massacre with dudes yeah. in the shower. You know, you see a bunch of KKK members just beating well, a guy. It is, uh, it, it, it is. It's uh, not the shower scene from Eastern Promises, that's for sure. Uh, so you get an eyeful of Vigo in that scene. Oh, you get so much. You pretty Damn. much see the veins. Um, anyway, the, <laughs> I was having flashbacks to, to that scene. I was having people having flashbacks to that scene. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, the, the, uh, show, there's not a lot that I would, again, if we're going to nitpick, the nitpicking is all things that like, I mean, you have to suspend your belief to, to watch this show anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's a couple things. How are there so many serial killers always active all the time? Yeah, what's I mean, going on, Baltimore? <laughs> like, Baltimore is filled with it. And then the other thing is that, like, Hannibal Lecter, nobody put it together that this dude was having huge parties, like, and weeks just after people. people will, like, oh, three people died this week, and then the next week Hannibal Lecter's having a dinner party every day of the week, and nobody's, like, putting it together. This has been happening for years. Um, and... You wow. know, and then there's that, the, uh, it's just, there's some parts to it where you really have to work to sp- suspend your disbelief again. Yeah. How are they still funded after so long? How is it that all of these people somehow survive all of these violent yeah. encounters? There's a lot of main characters who, like I said, die, but then are back, but then die and then are back and then they die again. <laughs> yeah. But, and then there's a lot of fake times where like uh, eventually Abigail Hobbs, you think she had her throat slip, and then you don't learn until the third season that was actually all staged. No, in the third season, he's he she she died. No, but then remember later in the third season, there's the flashback of Hannibal showing they're do they're faking the blood splatter. They fake. Man, do you I not must remember have missed that, that scene? I must have missed this. I honestly don't know if Abigail Hobbs is alive or dead. Because there's the scene where it shows him, like, faking the first time she gets her, like, slit throat. She gets her throat slit, like, five times. Again, these things just keep happening. Yeah, there's a lot of ridiculous things that happen. It is a very layered show. There is a lot of rewatch value for it. Uh, I would recommend going a bit of time. I think I watched all of it. 
while it was on TV, but I waited till the seasons were done and then I watched it. And then I watched it again later, like maybe a year or two after. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't watch it again for a couple of years and just rewatched it yeah. now during the pandemic. And, um, yeah, I rewatched outstanding. It. Outstanding. Yeah. I rewatched it over the course of the last couple months. Um, cause I don't like binge watching shows really. Uh, fair enough. I don't really binge watch. I'll watch like this season. Then I'll take like a couple weeks and yeah. I'll watch another season. But I mean, I guess that is binge watching, but I'll, I'll sprinkle in, sprinkle, sprinkle in some other mm-hmm. stuff. But I went through the first season of Hannibal pretty quick. And then I took like a week or two and watched the second one. And I took a couple weeks and I finished the third one. I don't know, like a mm-hmm. week or two ago. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was the rewatch was good. Um, and, and each time I'm seeing a bit more, it's very well crafted TV show. Um, and everything is, is there for a reason and for a purpose. Uh, I honestly, it's better than anything else NBC's made in the last, again, this goes back to what we were talking about with hereditary. I value something that has a lot of thought in the art. Yes. Um, now there's nothing wrong with somebody having a make, framing a shot and going i want to put that chair in it because i Mm. like that chair or oh i'm shooting this because it looks cool because i'm sure there are scenes in that where they're filming in florence where he's like i'm gonna do this uh uh, exposition shot of this outside of this cathedral just because it looks sick as hell right but there's a lot of thought that goes into a lot Mm -hmm. of the cooking scenes which are really well done yeah they Um, had professional chefs um you can actually buy the hannibal cooking book cookbook you can buy the official Hannibal tv show cookbook i forget which professional sh- if you know celebrity professional chefs i'm sure you can probably think of it it's one of the 10 um but yeah there they was a consultant so all the food you can cook actually with uh they actually like went don't through. use people yeah just don't use people use the uh meat that hannibal I, was telling people it was because he did use meats that were of the same he did, consistency. He did use the the uh the a coordinated uh, or the corresponding meat from humans, but still, we highly recommend uh, not. Yeah, just tell people it's pork. Flesh of pig is close to the flesh of man. Whatever that line yeah. is from fucking gangs of New York, but you know, flesh of the pig is yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. When Leo comes up and uh, DDL is s- s- cutting the pieces off the pig. Yeah. Great movie. We should do that one. That'd point. be a good one. Gangs of New York is sick. It is a sick one. Anyway, uh, there's not a whole lot of bad stuff to say about it. The casting casting was good. The show was fantastic. It is bonkers, scary, weird, um, very, very uh, dense and gloomy, but uh, beautifully shot. And um, I would very much liken it to the first season of True Detective. Yeah. yeah, like that. That's the thing is that since it's on network, it can't do half the shit that. No, but like, like thematic, like like thematically, like the way, uh, and the way that it was shot, the way that it was put together, it's very. Oh much, yeah, no, it's very cinematic. It's very more cinematic, cinematic yeah, yeah, yeah. than anything else that you would find on network. And TV. also very like very. Um, what do I want to say? I want to say that everything is done with like. S- specific is everything is very specifically put together everything is very very meticulous meticulously put together together. and uh and it and it covers you know the macabre and the grim and law enforcement and all that stuff um uh, but hannibal i mean mads mickelson kills it yeah now we can get into the conversation about mr mads mickelson which i'll tell a funny story real quick uh i went to go see valhalla rising um 
Nicholas Winding Refn's movie uh, that brought him over to Canada uh, with Mads Mikkelsen in it playing a, a one-eyed Viking. Have you seen this yeah, movie? I have it, but I have never watched it. Oh, you should watch it. It's a trip. Okay. Smoke, smoke something loud and like really loud, like get get elevated and watch some trippy Viking yeah stuff. some okay. trippy Viking stuff because it's about him as a Viking and then he winds up going to them I think they're looking for Valhalla or Ragnarok or uh the, the end of the world which is Ragnarok Thor right? or something anyway know. they're going they're going over and they wind up in North America uh and then the natives come and they're the natives are like picking them off one by one and Dudes are like raping each other because they're like lot stuck in this boat. And what is this like the Leif Erikson story? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a, it's it's a trip, dude. The whole movie is a trip. Um, but I went to go see it at TIFF, and afterwards they did like a, a, a like a Q and A, and like me, you know, like they had the actors there because it was the TIFF screening, and uh, and afterwards I went up and I shook. Uh, uh, Mads Mik- Mickelson's hand and I said geez you're just as intimidating as in person and he just started laughing <laughs> and to this day I'm just like oh every time I see him in TV like he was in uh, he was Le Chiffre in Casino Royale and oh, yeah. he's been in a bunch of movies he was in um, the Marvel Universe he played uh, what's his name in Thor Ragnarok and uh, Sight not Sifidius. Sifidius? No. I, I don't remember. I don't remember what his name is. But he's is the guy. He Thor? has the great line. I he's in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not Thor Ragnarok. Doctor Strange. Yeah. My bad. Wow. Huge, huge fumble by Dude, me there. Some nerd's going to come and shoot you in the face. Be like, how dare you? And it's funny. And it's funny, Doctor too, Strange because it's the Thor. They're clearly distinctive. One's gods and one's like mystics. Like, can't you know the difference, dude? It's the funniest thing, too, is that, like, I'm the biggest Marvel movie nerd. Yeah. And so, like, I can't believe that I did that. But you know what? It's been a long week. I'm looking forward to going to my cottage tomorrow. My mind's a bit fried. Anyway, yes, in Doctor Strange, he plays... Oh, Sifo-Dyas is from Star Wars. See, I told you my brain's all screwed up. He plays whatever his name is. I don't care. Guy. But he's the guy who's, like... Uh, he The guy walks Mystic in and he's, Man, like... Mystic Man 2000. Mystic Mads. He know. says things like, Mr. Doctor... Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. No, it's strange. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Whatever he says. He's like, no, no, it's Doctor Strange. <laughs> strange. Great, great. Uh, I just, I, he just kills it as Hannibal. Like, I, t- in my mind, and it may be sacrilegious to say, because Lord knows I love Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, and he won countless awards and stuck around as, as this uh, icon of, of thriller and horror. Um, but Mads Mikkelsen brings this charm, this calmness. It's like a powerful calmness. It's like everything he moves, every every time he moves is with precision. Everything that he does is with control. But right behind it is this like feral dire wolf that's ready to pop out and start murdering people. Yeah. And it's like, it's so good. So good. Will uh, Hugh Dancy's Will Graham to fantastic. He, 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 you he, think he, the man is legitimately mentally ill. There are multiple points in it where you have no idea what he's thinking, but you know exactly what he feels. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so well done. Uh, 
and uh, and Lawrence Fishburne too. Surprising depth. Uh, every- he's great, but yeah, he does. He sort of just does more of what you've seen if you've watched CSI. Like he's but more depth than CSI. Yeah, like he's there's there's some real. But he's like the most like just straightforward sort of like procedural cop character in the show. Well, they don't really get to explore his his psyche about stuff until like season until two. season three. Yeah. It's no season the, two well, is with all his season wife. two is with the wife, but season three is after his wife dies, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, he, oh, he just goes I nearly got killed by Hannibal Lecter, who was feeding me dead people all the time. Like he has like a full realization, like come to the light moment, and then goes, goes, goes brazy hard trying to get him, trying to catch him again. I just realized I haven't seen very many Mads Mikkelsen films. Like none, almost like the hunt I is saw a good one. The hunt Rogue is another one. one. I saw that. Oh, yeah, Rogue dude. One. Yeah. What's the hunt? The, the hunt. hunt is about a dude who gets accused oh, of being a, a pedophile in a town, and then the town Ooh. turns against him. It's very interesting. Okay, I've heard of that movie. I think maybe I have seen that. The Hollow Rising. I have, and I've been meaning to watch it. Cena Royale. I've seen. Um. Yeah, whatever. Uh, He's a killer. His 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 Hannibal Lecter is outstanding. Oh, fun fact: uh, he did a bunch of Danish 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 voiceover work for Pixar for Pixar for their dubs. So he was Randall in Monsters Inc. Ah! in in Danish, and then he was Chick Hicks in Cars in the Danish version. Man's got to work, dog. Man's got to work. No, yeah, he's, he's done a he's shit. Great. With he's Nicholas been in a bunch Winding of other. Refn. He's been in a bunch of other movies too. There's some ones that. Yeah, they're just ones I don't recognize. I, like, hold on, let uh, me just see. I want to because there's one that's definitely gonna. Men and Chicken. I've heard of that movie. I know that's a uh, weird Pusher, movie. The Pusher trilogy is really yeah. good. That's like his first. I want to see this polar movie, but apparently it sucks. But it's on Netflix, and it just kind of looks cool. I don't know. It might be terrible. Apparently he's in that Death Stranding. Oh, he's game. the bad. He's the bad guy in Charlie in Charlie Countryman or Kill Charlie Countryman. Caecilius, that's his name in Doctor Strange. Never seen that movie, but that has a nice cast: Shia LaBeouf, Evan Rachel Wood, Matt Mikkelsen. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I don't know. He just kind of came out of nowhere as just a very. Oh yeah, and he's in Clash of Titans too, the one with Sam Worthington. Is he? I've seen that. I don't think most people remember. Anyway, he's so good that he couldn't be contained in his own country. And he's bursting onto the Hollywood scene. Bursting into the Hollywood scene with a strong jaw. With one stoic smile at a time. And a a charm. His his accent, too, makes the Hannibal character so much more like... Because you're like, why does he have a Danish accent or like a a Danish-Austrian accent? Yeah, and then it just makes... Because... Uh, Hannibal's is supposed to be Italian, I guess. You, I believe he was, because in originally he was an Italian Jew, I believe, who then left after World War Two. During, so but then but in the show, like his background is just very ambiguous. You're just like, but it makes European, but but it makes it even cooler because it's like he knows stuff about Japanese architecture and arts and stuff, and then all of a sudden he's talking about. Like 
random he's like talking about Prague and then he's talking about Austria and then he's talking about the French like he's just so so charming and smart and dangerous oh, I love it I got a bit of a man crush on him what else has Hugh Dancy done I literally do not know this looks like oh, he's in Black Hawk Down some shit yeah I'm just I'm just looking up shit of what these people have done other than this because I just don't know I should have probably looked this up you know he's a lot of TV work okay cool whatever um, yeah, it just sounds corny. This is not very productive. Oh, he kills radio it. He kills, well, he's time. in King Street, uh, basically, uh, Jane Austen. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, not, all, he's not. This is really the only thing uh, I would recognize him from, but like Lawrence Fishburne, if you don't know who Lawrence Fishburne is, you're a fucking dumb dumb. Get out from under the rock you live in, under brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, like how else do you know what gentrification is unless you didn't watch Boys in the Hood? You know, that's how everyone knows. Didn't you learn what ge- gentrification is from Furious Styles? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. No. There's a legitimate character in a movie named Furious Styles, and it's hard. That's hard. And I wish that was my name. Um, so I think that's probably about it. We just gushed about it. There wasn't a lot of bad we could say about it. It's a good yeah. film. Watch it on Netflix or good film, mm-hmm. good TV show. Watch them on Netflix now. Uh, yeah. Let's pray. But and- uh, if you're used to you know all the gore and violence and sex and drugs that you know you get from your HBO Netflix shows, then you might be a little bit disappointed because, again, it is a network show. So, if anything, you should be amazed that half the shit was got even on, got on TV on, on primetime TV. Yeah. Right after Parks and Rec, baby. Yeah. yeah. So, somebody's Sunday night was just like, what the fuck is this? Or <laughs> whatever. Haha. <laughs> that... That Ron Swanson <laughs> Plaza is, is so funny. That Ron Swanson is such a character. Here's a man feeding his own face to a dog. <laughs> great, great, great. I want to watch a man manipulate <laughs> yeah. and abuse someone into committing a murder. Here's like, a man teaching his daughter to murder her friends. Yeah. <laughs> what a show. Ah, the primetime block on NBC. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. But... I mean, yeah. I, I can understand why it was canceled, but, but at yeah. the same time, and why it didn't come to fruition. I mean, they had originally, yeah. I read something where he was talking about how they had originally made plans for what they were going to do, but then it just never came to fruition and time to renew came and they never did it because yeah. there's a lot of uncertainty about the show. But then after it was on TV, it really took on a life of its own. There's whole pages, well, you, like YouTube yeah. accounts and Twitter accounts and all stuff that are dedicated, Facebook pages that are dedicated to wanting a season four and season five. They want yep. the story to be done. And recently they did a reunion where they did heavily tease that now that Netflix owns it that we may see the continuation of the story which has happened before for other TV shows and I I figure they probably figure the amount of money that they're going to put into it will be returned by the streaming uh by the uh, you know amount of streams and yeah. people watching it so I, I really do hope that they make they finish out the story because mm-hmm. of the ambiguous ending of the third season that embrace and then the They've killed, yeah. they kill Francis Dollarhide together and then they embrace and yeah. Will pulls them off of a cliff. And they, yeah, because what they essentially the, did in the series is they combined the endings of Red Dragon and Hannibal into one. Because in, at the end of Hannibal, uh, Clarice and Hannibal kill Mason Verger and then they become lovers and go off. And that's how the series ends in the books. And Red Dragon ends with actually... Uh, a shoot with uh, Will Graham's wife actually killing Francis Dollarhide. Yeah. But that scene, so instead they ditched that, but that scene still sort of represented in the scene where 
Francis Dollarhide shows up at Will Graham's wife's house and tries to kill her and the stepkid. But then, uh, yeah, so they've covered all the source material. Unless Except they somehow get Silence, Silence of the Lambs, they could adjust that. But I imagine if they did a fourth season, it'd probably be original material, which would be kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, the first season was a lot of original stuff, too, building yeah. on stuff that was, like you said, it was building on stuff that was mentioned. and. Yeah. And Red Dragon, but I I would no, love but a to... lot of that was taken from like tidbits and sort of expanded upon like little drops, but n- nuggets and stuff. And I'm sure there's still some stuff that they could use, but it, they'd have to. I unless I, they honestly, did get I just of... want to see it again. I just want to yeah. see. I just want to cool. see uh, Hannibal and Will see what's happening. I would love love for them to bring it back. It's one of those shows where I was actually really happy to see that Netflix acquired the rights to it, um, because there's such a. a, a space there for growth even if they just do one really good fourth season it doesn't even need a fifth one just Mm -hmm. a fourth season to cap it off and to end the story in the way that um they had originally thought about it because it was obviously already thought about and they had plans about what they were going to do because they couldn't get well i think they tried to get silence of the lambs but they couldn't and then there was a bunch anyway i hope that they continue it on it's a great tv show if you're a fan of gloomy scary psychological uh, stuff uh, i'd say if you like stuff like true detective dexter mindhunter uh i think those would be three perfect shows that sort of mesh together to create what this show would be hell yeah but it's toned down because those are all premium cable those that's hbo show i would say it's kind of it's kind of similar to manhunter because manhunter doesn't show like i don't think there's yeah manhunter is a lot of the psychology yeah it's literally about it's literally a manhunter is literally about the creation of what will graham's job is yeah Uh, it's a profiler yeah essentially so if you like manhunter you would like cannibal because it's this except and hannibal actually at times is, is very arty it's like very artistic. Yeah, there are moments yeah. Of like there's a lot of real really cool artistic, artistic like, reference. So if you are a big fan of like art and fancy shit, and you like to think that you're a higher class person and think we're scum, you might relate with Hannibal on that level. <laughs> Don't be rude. The real Hannibal might be listening, and he might think you're being rude. Maybe. And Maybe. Then, Anyway, uh, that is, I think that will wrap it up. I don't think we have a whole lot more to talk about aside from, from mm-hmm. how 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 great. Yeah, it's just a great show and probably the best, like, serial killer show out there. Yee. Yee. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, streaming on In terms of shows named after a serial killer's first name, I would put Hannibal first and Dexter second. Perfect. Aren't those the only I think that's the definitive (laughs) list of that. (laughs) Well, Dexter gets bad after season three. After season four. After uh, John Lithgow's character, after that story arc. I like the first couple seasons. Yeah, no, but that's... After John Lithgow kills his wife in the fourth season... It's it's all downhill from there. Sorry if I just spoiled a 12-year-old show for you. Get with the fucking times. Yeah, get with the program. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think that's about, that's about it. Uh, I will say again, I, uh, I dropped uh, an album called mind to keep distant. It is now definitely on streaming services. Uh, it's under the moniker anxiety weekend. It is, uh, instrumental post electronic pop. I don't know what the hell you'd call it. It's just instrumental music. That's got a lot of feeling in it. And, uh, and, uh, I am really proud of it. So if you want to go stream that, that would be great. And if you follow my hip hop stuff, Palm Reader will will have some things for you very soon. Next week is my birthday, and so I have 
some things to share coming soon. Uh, but please check out Anxiety Weekend. Both the first uh, EP and the album Mind to Keep Distant are on streaming services. You can find me on Instagram at P-A-L-M-R-E-A-D-R. That's Palm Reader without the last E. And on Twitter at P-L-M-R-D-R. And uh, if you guys know anything about the season four of Hannibal or whatever, uh, or any interesting things that you may want to, me to mention, I'm going to be starting to do the solo mini episodes for Saturdays. Um, yeah, I can't do other episodes because yeah, so I do I'm too much doing, research. Between so I think this Saturday I'm going to try and drop my justified one that I recorded a little while back. Uh, but, uh, but after that I'll be doing them sporadically. So if there's anything you want me to mention, you want to send me something to read, out, put out there, or you have an opinion or whatever, feel free to hit me up. Um, but yeah, uh, check out anxiety weekend, palm reader stuff coming. And what do you got going? Otis. Uh, so yeah, listen to my other podcast where pretty much all my other free time goes into. Um, so this comes out. So this week there'll be an episode available, uh, about the Munich massacre. That's when a bunch of terrorists went and killed just members of the Israeli Olympic team at the 1972 Olympics in Munich. Uh, it's fantastic. That's also what started the, that's what the movie Munich by Steven Spielberg's based off of more. So the operation wrath of God, which is then the Mossad killing all the people involved. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's all secret intelligence stuff. So it's going to be like a four or five parter. But the first episode about the Munich massacre is now available on Spotify, blah, 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 all that stuff. Maybe not Google because I had a problem with Google because Google was like, hey, there's a problem with your shit. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, listen to Otis Morris Hates Himself. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Otis Morris. And that's it. Oh, one more thing. We are going to be on uh, Spotify and uh, wherever else you might get podcasts soon. We're working on that. Probably by next week's episode, we'll have something for you. Um, And next week, we are going to talk about one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. I believe one of yours too, Matt. We are going to talk about the social network. We're going to riff on the Zuck for a little bit. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the soundtrack. We're going to talk about David Fincher. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're probably gonna talk about social media as a whole and talk a whole bunch of shit about Facebook. Yeah, Facebook absolutely. Is Let's get to stealing it. your information and all that shit. And uh, we'll be yelling crumbling about that de- next crumbling week. democracy. Yeah, yeah. And allowing <laughs> Nazis to take over your newsfeed. This and more on the yeah, Alexandria um, Ocasio Cortez program. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, next week we're going to do The Social Network if you guys want to watch it. Uh, and then we'll, we're going to watch it and then we'll talk about it. Uh, and it's got Army Hammer. God, I love yeah, Army, Army Hammer. Yeah, Army Hammer has two guys. Double the Army Hammer. Yeah, Sick. sexy. I love sexy. it. Sexy. I love it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Go stream Hannibal uh, and, uh, and tell us what you think about mm-hmm. it. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Always remember, yep. initiate bird protocol. Yep. Peace, Peace out. out.